Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about a very important topic, but obviously something that's very near and dear to my heart, uh, which is uh, sales and uh, more specifically social selling. And uh, I have an expert with me today to talk about all of those things and more because there, there is an art to it. There is a science to it. There's misconceptions around it. Uh, there's things that need to be brought up to the surface. So all of you that are listening and watching uh, understand the potential incongruencies, but also the important things that you need to know about how you can shorten the gap between understanding what social selling is and how you can convert those tactics into sales in your business. So with that being said, Tim Hughes, welcome to today's episode. Thank you, Scott. I'm really excited to talk to you. Well, we have, uh, yeah, we have, we have, gonna, uh, yeah, we have a, a, a great, great barber. So I, again, we, we're, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we go to the same place. Yeah, I, I always have a short back and polish. You know, it's one of those things people don't realize the uh, uh, the ease of having one less thing to worry about when you get up in the morning because <laughs> do, doing our hair is not something that has to be focused on so we can focus on everything else. So, you know, Tim, before we dive into all the the aspects of, of social selling and um, everything that people need to know about it, I always like to, to go back before we go forward. So if, if you could rewind the tape and and stop it at a, a particular moment in time that that you truly feel was that that moment for you that catalytic moment that kind of set you down the path that you're still currently on moving forward what we what would you say is that catalytic moment for you with your journey so this this so so in terms of my background I've, I've, I've been in sales for 25 years and um there was kind of two moments one was, a moment, you know, you know, I'm a thousand years old. Um, and, um, you know, I remember the moment that we were, we were all given PCs and they fired the administrator, sales administrator. And over six months, 12, 25% of the sales force basically resigned because they said, we're salespeople. We sit in front of customers. We don't do our own typing. And of course, people look at that now and they laugh. And what I realized at that point was I have to keep keep up with things that are, that are changing and I have and, and in my life I need to keep learning those things I realized that I had to you know to survive and to carry on I need to do those things um and it was the, the second point was when I was in I was working in corporate and I got them to pay for pay for me to do a blogging course and the person said who was running the blogging course said you you need to know what you want to be famous for and at that point, it was like a lightning bolt basically hit me and said, I'm going to be famous for social selling. And at that point, I changed my I changed my career and, and a whole load of things then then then, you know, um, fell in place because of that. Um, and part of that was understanding that 
the world has changed. You know, when I first started selling, there wasn't the internet. You actually cold calling people liked being cold called because they learned about what was going on. You explained to them that people would say, tell us what you what you do. Tell us about the solution because they were interested. And what's happened is that that's completely changed the fact that now people can go online and 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 be curious about what it is and, and what's going on and learn about those things. And the world has changed so much over the last 10, certainly the last five years. Oh, I could not agree more. And between the two of us, we, you know, we are not old uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but we have 50 years of of sales experience between the two of us. And I can tell you that, you know, when you have two people that have had, you know, as much experience as, as we have had and continue to have in sales, you know, it's one of those things, just like any other industry or profession or skill, it's ever evolving. And I think what what I really uh, continue to lean on is staying educated and staying up to date on everything that's changing, everything that's going on. So uh, piggybacking off of something that you just mentioned within, I would say, the last uh, five years to the present, what do you think has changed the most when it comes to social selling that people need to know about? I still don't think people recognize the migration that's taken place onto digital and the comfort that people feel, the buyers feel on digital. There is still this view that um, interruption selling, which has been around, you know, since the 1980s, that you can basically turn up and interrupt somebody and pitch um, is the way forward. It just just isn't. People just don't put up with that anymore. Um, And that's one of the biggest things. You know, COVID accelerated that. Um, you know, even my mother, you know, in the beginning of COVID, you know, I exp- had to explain to my mother what Zoom was. Um, she runs wine groups and she they got used to, you know, where they get around and they drink wine and have a chat and stuff. And they were able to do it on, on Zoom. And that's the, you know, when 85 year old person is comfortable doing this sort of stuff. What do you think people in their 30s who are millennials, you know, they're used to using this technology. Um, and, you know, then they don't want to be disturbed. They don't want to have this onslaught of cold calls and emails. Um, anyway, when the data shows they don't work anyway. What was the biggest shift for you personally that you had to make? Not not just with, with COVID, because I completely agree with the pandemic. You know, it really put a lot of things into perspective. You know, my wife and I were already running our our online company. We, we started our, our company back in uh 2017 as as co-owners i i started it uh at the end of 2013 uh early 2014 then she came in uh a couple years into it but what what was the biggest change or or shift that you personally had to make with with all of the the changes to the landscape of of selling and uh and sales and social media and everything that's kind of brought us to where we are today i i think that um the, the the big the big change was was actually recognizing the the amount of time that you spend online, um, and we but you know we're kind of used to now living our lives online. Um, you know, my mom always says to me she can't stand she, she's eighty five and she says she can't understand all these old people sending emails because she sees email as an old person's thing because she now she, she does everything on on um, Facebook Messenger. 
and that change that's that's taken place in terms of not just society you know where we're talking about we could have a conversation about who said what on twitter or on whatever platform but that moved also to to, to the way that the business has taken place um and you know i get people asking me so how much time should i send on spend on social and i often think so how do you how do you transact business by not being on social i just don't understand it and this this view that this social media is some sort of thing in the future you know we've got people doing multi-million dollar deals on social media and the fact that if you're not doing it you have you know question to them is are you happy missing out on multi-million dollar deals you know you you tell me your pipeline shit but you're not willing to go on you're not willing to go where where all the pipeline is which is on social media and that's the thing that that's that and the big thing that we're seeing is that there's that that this this, there was a switch that took place in in covid um and that switch that 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 switch changed and the the people that the the clever people who are doing business who are not laying people off who have pipeline have made that switch into social and the people that aren't that didn't that don't understand this are the people laying people off i think one of the biggest things for me was understanding that anything that you don't know how to do you can learn how to do. Yes. And if people thought otherwise, they were just making an excuse. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whether... My my partner's son, when he bought his flat, he did the whole thing up by watching YouTube videos. Uh, now, Luke would say, well, yeah, like, duh. But 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 there's some people that like don't understand. You know, you can, you, anything that you want to do, there's a YouTube video. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I talk about this all the time that there's there's nothing really new and exciting when it comes to, you know, business like there's nothing ultra revolutionary that has happened. It's just there's an overabundance of content. There's an overabundance of information. And what happens is people can go down those scroll holes where it just ends up being a black hole of information and then they can't get themselves out of it. And then it, they end up doing nothing. And one of the big things that Nancy and I, my wife, that is always suggest is, you know, focusing on the aspects of your business that you need help with, that you're struggling with, that you want to learn about and only research that specific topic and don't source out 15 to 18 different people or blogs or websites, pick a couple, you know, the first two or three, listen to a podcast episode on it, read one book on it. Don't get 18 books on the same subject. That's not going to help you any more than it is right now. And that will help move the needle of your business forward. So Tim, why do you feel even today, you know, it's, it's, we're winding down into 20, you know, 2023 into 2024. Uh, the pandemic has come and gone, right? The, there was a huge shift from, you know, offline to online and people still, aren't grasping what has changed in the landscape of social selling sales in general and business yeah. why is that um i think it's because well you know what's happened is that we went through a door and the door shut and there's no going back um that, that change took place and it doesn't matter how much people say you need to be back in the office um 
we learned what it was like to work from home and and some people you know and 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 all of those those skills we picked up you know it was two years in the various lockdowns you know we picked up a lot of skills why haven't people picked it up i think they're still clinging to the past you know um we, we had someone one of us um one of my um partners resellers basically came on a call the other day and said they'd gone into a company and the person had said They'd had a new sales leader and the sales leader said, I want you to get all get on the phones. It worked for me 20 years ago. So it will work for you now. And, and, and this is one of the, the issues, which is that we have with sales and marketing, that we don't have a realization that, that the world has changed. And that's because quite often people are comfortable in what they're doing. Um, and, um, you know, we you know when we we talk to people about you know if you think about cold calling, cold calling has a ninety nine percent failure rate. Email marketing has a ninety eight percent failure rate. But the thing is, people quite often say, "Well, yeah, but two percent is really good." And you go, "Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to live like that, if if you know, I I can show you you can get a better response." Um, but actually, people have become so used to such a poor response from events and cold calling and email marketing, they're kind of used to it. Um, and, you know, so what they do is that they recruit salespeople. So what we're going to do is we're going to recruit more salespeople because what we need to do is get more salespeople cold calling to get the, the generate a 99% failure rate. Because the only way that we're going to grow as a business is 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 just to keep doing that and, and 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 people just don't people just don't get it so if you were to obviously cold calling is it's still there but it's it, it's dead um email marketing obviously is never going to go away because email is one of the most direct ways you know to connect with people if you were to think about the number one misconception of social selling in what you hear other people say about it What's that misconception? Uh, the number one is that they think that the, the sale transacts on social media. So there's two. There's a number of things. One is, yeah, that they think that the the, the, the sale transacts on social media. So that, so I've had people say, oh, well, it's no good for me. We have to talk to the the clients. No, no, no. This is about how you can get conversations with clients at scale. So we're not anti-telephone. In fact, the telephone is a fantastic way of talking to people, just as much as 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 you know, using Zoom and things like that. What we're doing is that we're using social media as the mechanism to actually connect with people, have conversations online that we then basically take onto onto Zoom or Teams or, or whatever. The other misconception is that you know when you get people sending you connection requests and immediately pitching, they think that that's social selling and it's not. It's spam. You know, social selling is about conversations and conversations at scale. Um, and, you know, that's not it's not about, you know, sending connection requests and then sending spam is no different than cold calling on social media. You know, it's social media. Yeah. And I think people need to understand uh, a couple of different things. Number one, there are more people now than ever on social media. Yep. So you have a larger uh, demographic of people on there. So, and you think about the larger amount of people that are on social media. 60% of the world's population is on social media, are active on social media. 
and active on social media, the average person spends two hours, 26 minutes a day mm. on social media. That's not a platform for geeks. That's not a platform where you post pictures of your lunch. That's where people are using social media actively every day for doing personal things, but also doing business. Yeah. And, and you think about how many people are in the, the sales and marketing world that are looking to get the attention of those individuals. So you have to think about, you know, what can you do to bring the eyeballs onto what you're doing, but also the amount of touches that it takes to really get someone into your pipeline, take them through whatever funnel you've built out. It's not an immediate thing. It's not just, oh, they see you once and they buy everything that you have. There is a significant amount of time and effort uh, and nurturing on your your part and on your end as the business owner to to build that know like and trust because you know I always remind people you know what can you do to set yourself apart from everyone else right what can you do to make sure that that spotlight that is kind of going back and forth left and right how can you get that spotlight to stop and land on you to to bring you into the forefront and the simplest thing I can say and I would love to hear your take on this is position yourself as a person of value. You know, people consistently go back to those that put value out there, that aren't just asking for a sale and aren't just, to your point, pitching and selling. You know, you have to give in order to get, right? So what what exchange can you give to that person that doesn't necessarily involve monetary right away that later on down the line, when that whole, that gap, that void in that person's business is very clear and apparent, they're going to remember you and say, you know what? I want to go back to Tim. I got to improve X, Y, and Z, and I'm ready to work with him. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, absolutely. And I think that um, uh, what people don't realize is that the buyers are online. We know that buyers are online. We know 60% of the world's population are online. And what they're doing is that they're looking for an expert. They're looking for somebody that's going to help them. They're look, you know, they've got business issues and they're looking for somebody that's going to solve them. And 99.9999999% of the salespeople online look like people are going to rip them off. So if I'm a buyer and you, you as a, you, you look like a salesperson and, and all, all buyers will say, I don't I don't believe a word you say. I don't trust you. Um, therefore, I'm not going to deal with you. Why would you? It's 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 self. Why? Why as a salesperson, would you set yourself as a way to actually harm yourself? This is this is the thing. We know the bars are online, except salespeople are setting themselves up so they don't actually get people to walk towards them. We have clients where the salespeople, where buyers walk towards them and say, I think that you can help me. And that those things can turn into multi-million dollar deals. Because when we see that, that, that there's, there's somebody that, that can actually help us, we're gonna. We still talk in the same way as it, as it from a sales buyer perspective, but it's but it's about that's how you stand out by saying, you know, when you say value, that's about it's not value as a, from a salesperson, which is the mistake that often people make, which is they think, well, the value I'm providing is my product. No, it's not. The it's only value in the in the eyes of the beholder of the of the of the buyer, and that's the difference. And what people have to do is fundamentally say what we need to do is is we need to show that we have a buyer um and uh what 
quite often is called a personal brand. Now, there's actually data. So if you take um, uh, Matt Dixon's book, The Jolt Effects, which actually looks at 3,000 um, buying um, scenarios, 3,000, one of the conclusions that it takes is that each salesperson needs to have a personal brand. He doesn't call it a personal brand. Now, that's the data. Now, lots of people can give lots of opinions about whether, you, but there is data that some that, that I mean, the data in there is is cast iron. Academics would use three thousand as a as a sample. You know, the the the, the argument about it is is over. Um, you know, it, the 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 organisations and the salespeople are going to win. Are the organisations that understand that social media is now current, that they need to have a personal brand, and there's a clear business case now to have it. So, with with all of that that that's going on, and obviously the information that people need to know and and understand, where do you see social selling going forward? in the next 12 to 24 months what's what's the biggest change that you see on the horizon for people uh in regards to social selling in you know for and and to their business we see that there's been that a fundamental shift in terms of so many people come to us and say they have no pipeline and what organizations have done is that they've done the obvious thing whenever they're not got enough pipeline is they look at their costs the two most in, uh, costly things that they have in their organization is um, real estate, as you you call it in the States, and people. So what they've done is that they lay people off. But at some point, they have to, they, they're going to have to come back and actually look at pipeline. And they're not going to get it through cold calling and email and, and events. So they have to look at modern ways of, 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 of selling. Um, and the way that um, what we're seeing is that the, the, this isn't just about going on, on to social media. It's understanding the psychology, the psychology, the buyer, the psychology of how why, why people buy things in particular ways, um, the psychology of why people block people. Um, and most of it is converse to the this this view that sales needs to be a whole bunch of cadences, you know, Sales cadence is, a, is killing sales and is and is killing your organization. And the moment that people actually wake up to that, you know, we we have clients that are doing sales cadences and getting nothing and doing social selling and blowing the, the results out of the water. The, it, it's so obvious that the one's working and one isn't. Um, we're seeing we're now seeing a lot of uh, use in terms of AI. We're doing a lot of stuff with AI um, and it's not just helping us it's just giving us new things new things that we would never have time or ability to create now we don't use ai for content creation but actually most people research now so some some research done from a university that actually showed that if you use um chat gpt to create content actually it pisses people off um so um um you know the research shows that as you said earlier on, there's too much content and we don't need rubbish content being created by ChatGPT. What we need is great, authentic content. Um, but AI has its place in terms of, you know, for example, we run a number of podcasts. We can cre create, the AI can create a summary of that podcast. 
um, then what we're actually one of one of my team is actually doing is he takes that summary, he puts it into ChatGPT, and then ChatGPT is coming up with a two-minute script for him, which he then basically talks out into video. So he's able to take. We do a podcast. We take. We get a summary. We're then able to do a clip of this is the summary of the of the podcast, and he gets two hundred and fifty views per video on TikTok. It's, it, 250 isn't like millions but it's 250 250 people that he wasn't getting before we were doing that well, that's so also that gives a, you that's like an gives, auditorium full of people though yeah 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 and 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 so you know what he's doing he's only just started it so you know maybe it, it, it maybe he's building an audience maybe he's not but what you get then is the experimentation and we would never have been able to do that with that with ai it's not just a time factor you just wouldn't have had the ability to do it so what we're able to do is create not just when we create content it's about creating great content content that's engaging and authentic and content that's original as well i mean i I couldn't agree more. You know, the, the fact is, is that, so I, I interviewed a, a gentleman on my podcast. He had a, a PhD in, in AI. Yeah. And he basically said, AI is, is helpful, but you have to understand, you have to think of it like a sandwich. He goes, whatever information you pump in there is the bread, but you have to bring the meat, meaning you got to bring your own voice, your own thoughts, your own ideas to it. So love all that. So Tim, as we wind down, uh, before I get to my final question, if someone is interested in learning about you, your company, how you can help a social selling in their business the, uh, as an individual or as a company, what's the best way for people to learn more about you? Uh, so my um, my company is DLA Ignite. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. I'm Timothy or Tim Hughes. Um, and and if you want to uh, buy a copy of my book, um, Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, it's a second edition with the yellow cover, is available on Amazon worldwide. Awesome. Wonderful. So uh, all that information obviously will be in the description of this episode. So anyone listening or watching, you are not going to have to go too far as far as connecting with Tim on LinkedIn uh, and even, pur even purchasing his book. So Tim, final question before we sign off today, what does success truly mean to you? Um, good question. Um, for me, I've actually, from, from success for me, um, uh, I lost my father a year ago. And um, and I learned two things as I came out of the funeral, which I didn't know about him. Um, and and that th those two things was he sp had spent his life helping people. And I and I didn't know this. There was so, so loads of people came up to me and they shook my hand and they said, if it wasn't for your father, I wouldn't be where I am today. Your father helped me. Um, and there was a number of people that dialed in on Zoom as well. Um, and that for me, I'm basically taking that on so that I have two, two, two values. One is my, what I want to do is help people. And that's that's that that's a, a way of taking taking that them forward. The other thing is legacy. Um, and what I want to do is I want to leave a legacy, which is why I've written three books and I'm going to write more books and I'm making time to do that. Um, and so for success for me currently is helping people and creating a legacy as well. I love everything that you said. And sometimes when those things happen to us and for us in those dark moments, uh, there are bright lights, you know, again, yes. shining to, to teach us a lesson and 
understand that, you know, you can leave your legacy while you're still living. And I, I think that's the the important thing from that. And, you know, obviously appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that. Thank you. And, and uh, can you can you imagine if he'd been there and people had, and, and he'd seen them walking up saying, shaking my hand, saying, if it wasn't for your dad. Yeah. I wouldn't. What a wonderful thing to experience. Lives are changed. It's, you know, one person at a time. And you don't know how much one individual can impact the lives of of many. And I think that's, uh, you know, your father's legacy is a great example. And obviously you're carrying that on now as well, which is uh, also a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, and Tim, thank I just you. want to thank you again for thank taking you, the time to be here today. Just grateful for the conversation and you and uh, and everything that you're doing for not only just the world, but the business world and what you're teaching. So thank you again. Thank you, Scott. Been great. So, thank you. Absolutely. So everyone, again, uh, wherever you're listening to and from, please let us know what you loved most about the episode. If you're happy to be listening on iTunes, you know, please subscribe. Uh, please leave a rating and review. Same thing if you're on Spotify. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your days. Love and gratitude. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.